Welcome to Ben Navarra's podcast with your host, Ben Navarra's. Really, really getting more into the information industry and really trying to now develop uh, the skills I've developed the last 40 years and done well with and take it outside of my industry and uh, just to be able to reach outside my company and, um, and other companies and uh, help other people. So that's kind of the direction I'm going in right now. So a new venture in my uh, 74th year. That's a good year. I mean, you're looking good for 74. What exactly is the, I guess, the, the, the thing you did for 40 years, what exactly was that uh, industry for you? Well, that was the health industry, supplement. Supplement health, industry. Health what? and fitness, yeah. What and supplement did you work with? I've worked with Herbalife since it was uh, four months old. <laughs> wow. I started back in uh, June 1980. I didn't realize that Herbalife has been around for that long, to be honest with you. Yes, we've been uh, been around a long time, yeah. They started in in February. I got started in June. How did that start? How did that begin? Well, you know, really, the the founder of the company, his his mother had died from an overdose of diet-related drugs. You know, back in those days, you know, they had, you know, kind of the the downers and the uppers. And uh, she just you know, got hooked into trying, I mean, she only wanted to lose 30 pounds, but you know, it was that type of a thing. And, and, uh, when she died, you know, the, um, Mark was 18 years old and he just had to start thinking, he says, okay, uh, you know, basically, you know, am I going to be bitter? Or am I going to get better? Am I going to let this take me down? Or am I going to let this give me purpose and uh, make a di- bigger difference for other people? And so that's when he got into the health industry. And after two companies closed the door on him, the last company took all his money with him. <laughs> he decided it looks like the only way I could do this right would be to do it myself. And so, you know, he got a handful of people and uh, a couple of people to take a flyer on him and started, you know, from the trunk of his car. And uh, today we're a $9 billion company in uh, 95 countries around the world. <laughs> wow. That's that's an amazing story. I just get to be a part of it. <laughs> I mean, that's a beautiful story. And I think if anybody's in the health and fitness industry, I think almost even if you're not, everybody's seen Herbalife. I mean, it's, oh, it's yeah. such a prolific brand. And I mean, I've been, I've taken their supplements before, um, <laughs> tasty items. I mean, it really is uh, a fun venture. I've had um, interactions with other people who I guess are younger, who are like more on the starting side, maybe a little bit younger than when you were starting, twenty, twenty-three years old, and they're they're first they're picking up their first set of products to start selling. You know, yeah. um, it is. It, I mean, it's it's spanned generations. Yeah, it really has. And you know, what's interesting, Ben, is that that it's gone from generation to generation to generation. You know, where where people are now watching their grandkids. You know. Uh, take on and, um, you know, work from their home and, uh, you know, just be able to start where they are with what they have and uh, and build it. And that's the beauty about this industry. You know, multi-level had a bad name for a long time, but uh, but it's it's a very credible industry and it's proved itself. So and I think uh, Herbalife was one of those companies, along with the Amways and a few others that uh, 
really, I think, gave uh, some credibility to the industry. And it's helped just, you know, so many, literally millions of people. And so it's a, it's a joy. And, and, and I love it. I've got a lot of friends in other health companies in my industry. And we get along just great. You know, we, we share ideas. It's great. <laughs> that, is, that is a wonderful. Did you have, did you, what, what part of the puzzle did you play when starting with, with Herbalife? Well, you know, I, when, when I graduated from college, you know, I didn't want to get a job. Support for Ben Thinking is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 8 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code thinking at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 16 million balls. I got my lawnmower and weed whacker recently, and I immediately put the weed whacker inside of my nostrils. No nicks, no snags, and I have never been able to smell things as good as after I used the crop, the weed whacker. The Crop Preserver makes my balls smell nice every single day that I'm in the gym. And of course, we love that. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code THINKING at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code THINKING. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. You know, because, you know, you hear all these stories as I was growing up. You get a job, you're a slave to your job. And, you know, you get up, you go to work, you go home, go to bed. And I, and I, I just didn't want to do that. Uh, but I, I wanted to be able to make a difference for people. I, you know, I just had gotten hooked into that. And, uh, and I wanted to travel. You know, I used to read, read a National Geographic magazine. And so I'd see all these things and I'd want to go. And so... Um, I, I wanted to wait until I really could find something, a career that I could spend the rest of my life at. Now, at the time, I didn't realize that the average stay for somebody in a job, I think, is seven years or something like that. You know, wow. I mean, if you look at people's resumes, you know, they've got this job and this job and this job and this job. And uh, but I didn't know it at the time. Fortunately, I didn't know that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that is so, important for sure. But uh, I, I stumbled across this company from a, a little ad in the newspaper. I, was, I, I drove a school bus for a few years just to get by. And, uh, and then when I was turning 30, I thought, you know, I better get on with this career thing or I'm going to miss it. I spent seven months looking, uh, stumbled across this little ad in the paper for this startup company, Herbalife. Went up for what I thought was a one-on-one -on -one interview. They crammed me in a, in a big room with 70 people, big enough for 40. We're in there like sardines. And I'm thinking... What am I doing here? <laughs> you know, and uh, so anyway, I said, well, I, I drove all this way, you know, I was in L.A. And I said, I'd rather sit here than sit in traffic in L.A., you know. So I, uh, I sat there. They talked about the products and that made sense to me. I mean, you know, who, who doesn't want to be healthy and have energy or lose weight if you need to? Right. I said, OK, well, that makes sense. Right. And uh, then they started drawing squares and circles on the board. And I thought, oh, no, this is some kind of sales. Yeah. And that's it. I said, I'm out of here. I, I don't like sales. Don't want sales. Not doing sales. 
see you later, Jack, I'm gone, right? <laughs> Fortunately for me, I couldn't get out of the room without being rude because it was so crowded. And at the end of that presentation, this young kid, Mark Hughes, 24 years old at the time, and he gets up there and he said the two things I wanted. He said, gang, here's what we're going to do. He only had a ninth grade education, by the way, right? <laughs> so cool. <laughs> he says, gang, here's what we're going to do. We're going to go out and make a difference for people, customer by customer, city by city, state by state, and we're going around the world. And I, whoa, 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 whoa. How does this work again? When I mean, uh, you know, make a difference, travel the world. Okay, I need, tell me more, right? And so my ears opened back up because he hit on my hot points, right? And so, uh, you know, so I said, okay, you got to tell me more. And I said, you know, listen, Mark, I said, man, I said, I, I don't have any business background. I said, I, I, don't, uh, I don't know anything about nutrition. I've never taken a supplement in my entire life. And, uh, and I said, I just don't know anything about any of that stuff. And, uh, and he said, well, he said, don't you work with college kids? And I said, yeah. And he said, well, what do you do with them? And I said, well, I said, I just help them kind of through life and help them solve different problems, you know, family problems, school problems, social problems, problems. You know? He says, do they have weight problems? I said, Mark, they're in college. Have you never heard of the freshman 15 or the freshman 30? Right. <laughs> he said, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I said, and, then, and he said, well, do they have financial problems? I said, Mark, they're in college. I said, what are you getting at here? <laughs> you know? And, and he said, Denny, he says, you just have two more problems to solve. You don't ever have to sell a thing. Find out their problem and solve it. And I thought, you know, for me, that was the penny drop, right? I said, that's it. I mean, I, I don't ever have to sell anything. I just have to help people solve a problem they have up to that point in time never been able to solve. And so it, what, you know what it did for me, Ben? It, it took all the pressure off. I, I never have to convince anybody of anything. All I got to do is say, tell me your problem. And, and if I got a solution, I say, here's a solution I found to work and it worked for me and it worked for this guy and this guy and this guy and all these other people. If you want to give it a try, give it a try. If you don't like it, give it back. And that started my process. And then I'll, I realized all I had to do is teach people how to get results on the product and then teach other people how to teach. That's all I've been doing for the last 43 years, Ben. I haven't worked. I mean, I, you know, people say, Danny, why don't you retire? I said, well, if I retired, I have to retire to do what I'm doing because you retire to do what you love. And I love this. This is great. You know? And so that's really, it's kind of how I got started. And, and we literally just went from city to city and state to state and then started going from country to country. I mean, I've been to 51 countries on five continents now. Wow. You know? And it's just been... I mean, you know, if you were to have to sit down and write down your ideal job description, this is it. <laughs> I got it. They they pay me for this. <laughs> Isn't that wild? <laughs> you know, it's so cool. It is, I've been in those meetings before, both with Herbalife and Amway. And I always have, you know, it, because um, multi-level marketing definitely did have, uh, or I think still does have some sort of. Um, negative connotation associated with it. But the more that I talk to individuals that have lived that life or, um, or just are in business are it's, it's, it's economics. Like it just, it just makes sense. You know, it, right. there, there is a product here that is not like, Oh, we're just going to sell each other on an idea. Um, there have been many successful companies that have 
like Amway for one, um, Herbalife is another multi-billion dollar companies. Now it's, there's, there's no way that you're in existence for this long and this successful. And it's just a ploy. There, I mean, there's no way. I mean, you should say, well, that's, that's never going to last. And well, it's lasted 43 years. I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, that, that's impressive on its, on its own, you know, and it's, and then the product that you're, you're producing is also a quality product. And so it's, yeah. you know, it, it really, you really are making a difference on other people's lives. So if you could go into maybe like why people have that maybe misconception of, uh, those multi-level marketing companies and then and then how you guys were able to overcome those items well um and it's still there and 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 sadly a lot of the bad image they have is because of bad distributors <laughs> i mean you know it, unfortunately it is what it is and uh, and because everybody's independent you know uh you know, then that means they can pretty much do what they want the way they want. And unfortunately, not everybody is trained to be ethical. And uh, and some people become so passionate and so engrossed in it and, and so out of balance that, you know, it's like they forget the other part of their life. And, uh, you know, and, and what happens is they end up pursuing people to help them rather than to pursue people to help the people that they're they're looking at you know and listen listen we know it you know anytime you go any place you know you know guess who else has a bad reputation car salesman yeah right right because you know they're out to okay what can i get this guy to buy you know and what extras can i get him to get you know and and if you approach that that way um that creates a bad image and, you know, and pursuing and, they, and then every time they get around friends or family, all they can talk about is their business. Hey, listen, I mean, does a lawyer get around his friends? Is all he talk about is his law firm? No. <laughs> you know, th- does a fireman only talk about fires? No. You know, so why should you have to just talk about what you talk? But, you know, my thinking was, listen, after the first few months, everybody knew what I did. I never had to tell them again. I never I never did. I never, I never pursued my family that way. You know, I just didn't because, hey, watch me. My mom thought I was nuts. She did. She said, you got to get a real job, right? <laughs> and, uh, but I lost 23 pounds and two inches from my waist. I went down to see her a few weeks later, and she said, holy mackerel, what happened to you? I said, oh, mom, I'm looking for a real job. She said, I don't care what you do. Give me that stuff. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, so much of it, Ben, and, and it's so sad, but it, it really has to do with the integrity. And I think when you look at the companies that have done well, they they are companies that were built by distributors for distributors. Jay and Jay Van Andel, you know, and um, you know, uh, and Rich DeVos. I mean, they, they were distributors. And guess what? They taught ethics from the beginning. You know, and, and that's something that Mark was huge on. You know, we brought Jim Rohn in, world Rohn guru, for several meetings. And then in 1986, we brought him on full time just to make sure that the ethics was right, that the integrity was right, that we that, that we really had the right attitude and approach. The fact that we're here to help them. They're not here to help us. And so when you can approach it that way, that's where you build the giants. See, but if you're out to see what people can do for you, 
I don't think you're going to last no matter where you go. <laughs> Maybe that's why people go from job to job. You know, I don't know. But, but I think that's a, that's a big part of it, Ben. And, um, you know, the, the best proof that we can give anybody is our own personal results and conviction. And, uh, and I actually, from the States, I train my people all the time, you know, uh, teach your people without words. And when you can teach them without words, then, you know, you're doing it right. That's you right. Know? And, and I think that's, you know, that's, that's, and I think that this, this is cross-cultural. This is, you know, uh, cross industries, you know, I mean, it, that's in any industry, you know, T you know, teach people how to do it by doing it right yourself. And, and so that's where it's done. And that's where, that's where I have had so much security in, uh, in my position over the years, you know, and even to this day, you know, I, mean, I, I really haven't recruited in probably, let's see, almost eight, 18, 20 years, you know, I, but I haven't had to, you know, I, I still work with that guys. I, you know, I, I teach, I train, you know, but, um, you know, I literally built the business. So I have two questions. I, I, or one comment of the one question. I think that if we, if we perceive sales as trying to make, try, trying to, again, try to make my money rather than give somebody what they desire, what they, you can hear what they need. And then it, I think ultimately what, it, what a sales individual is, is a, a communicator. They, they are good expert listeners. And then how can I, take what this person is telling me and they're saying, you know, I want to lose weight. I want to, you know, I used to sell real estate. So it was, I want a four bedroom house. Um, I'm not looking for a big lot, I'm, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like, okay, well, I have three options for you. Here are your three options. And if none of them are the right fit, then then I'm not the right fit. And at the end of the day, you're going to find the right fit for you. And it's, it's not... It's not about me at that point. It's about getting you the possible, the best possible product because you, it's your home. You're the yeah. one that's going to sit with it. it it's same, same idea here. It, it's your body. I mean, I have the the, the maybe the, the tool for you so that you can achieve your goals. But if you don't want to like, it, but if it doesn't feel like the right fit, then ultimately, you know, kind of is what it is. And hopefully, yeah. you find something that does fit you better. Well, you know, and, and you made you made a very valid point there, and it's one that so many people miss, and that's listen first, talk second. You know that you know the old saying, you know, be quick to listen, slow to speak, <laughs> and 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 so with two ears, one mouth. So we need to listen, and once we listen, then we know who they are, we know what they want, we know where they want it, and now it's like you say, well. I've got 150 homes, but I got three that fit what you want. And and you go and if you don't like those three, listen. At least now I know what you want. When something comes up, I'll let you know. And That's you know the person. You know the and you've experienced that. There's no doubt. People, you know, they love that. They appreciate that. You know, you know, it, it, the whole idea is because we're serving them. You know, Zig Ziglar was the guy who said, if you help enough people get what they want, you get everything that you want. You know, and I just learned that, you know, he who serves the many earns the money and a reputation. And it's the reputation is more valuable than the money. Isn't you know? that a beautiful, I, I, I really like that quote there yeah. a lot. Yeah, that, that, that resonates. Yeah, it's, it, it's true, you know. And so, but it, you know what, what it does is it makes it fun for both people, both sides of the game. You know, it's, it's definitely comes out a win-win. You know, 
It definitely does. I mean, it, it, you get to build a, a, a very healthy relationship. And I think ultimately you build a lot of trust. And I think if we think things short term, then it's not as fruitful or valuable for either party. It, every, everything is a long play, a long game. I'm going to, I'm going to now know you Dennis for a, a long time, I hope, and we'll stay in contact, but it's also the, like the ability for us to build a relationship is not built on this one conversation. It is over multiple conversations. That's right. And I think that's, I think the a beautiful thing about relationships, I think that they're, they're, the, the longer they exist, the more fruitful they become. And, that, and, and it's not always, and I think it doesn't need to be financial. I think people focus on, oh, I need to make money. It's like, what if I just call Dennis and Dennis and I just have good conversation? I mean, that alone is is valuable in itself. And and maybe Dennis teaches me something that I wasn't expecting to be taught, you know? It's yeah. just, there, there's a lot of value outside of just what may be seen as financial. That I think value can be seen in multiple areas. Well, I think, you know, the value comes is when you're able to make that difference. That's why that was, a, you know, a, a foundational um, concept that I needed, you know, in getting a job. That's why I waited. I waited seven years, you know, uh, in order to be able to do something like that, because uh, that's what I wanted to be able to do. And when you do that, I mean, it's just it, it, it's so rich and it's so, so far beyond the money. Listen, money can go tomorrow, but the friendships can be there forever. <laughs> That's and, right. And I mean, I've had I've had friends and I've, I I understood that at a real young age, you know, the value of friendships. And I mean, there's friends from college. I mean, there, there was a group of us at, uh, after college that were real close. And um, we met every single year for 22 years between wow. Christmas and New Year's. Wherever we were, we all came together. And, and sometimes that was the only time we'd talk or see each other all year. But we would pick up right where we left off and, it, and there's still rich relations. We're still in uh, contact, you know? And so, I mean, that's so, so valuable. I, I just, I remember not too long ago, I just had this, and I still do to this day, have these moments of, you know, if, if you're thinking about someone, give them a call. You know, what's, and if they don't answer, they don't answer, leave a voicemail. You know, I have, I have uh, clients back in Texas. I I recently moved out to to Nevada over here in Las Vegas and Mm -hmm. I'll have clients either call me or I call every once in a while or old friends from college. It's like, Hey, how are you doing? Is everything okay? Is life all right? Like uh, jobs going well. I mean, fantastic. I'm going to be in, you know, Texas soon, or I'm going to be in in Nevada soon. Like let's make plans to to catch up. And I think it, it really is probably the most fulfilling piece about uh, the opportunities we have with people, you know? Yeah. You know, just catch up, see who they are, see where they've gone, see what's happened. And, you know, I mean, there, there's, there's always something we can learn from people, I think, you know, because uh, they have a, a different set of experiences and, and lessons that, that I haven't experienced. You know, I mean, uh, Jim Rohn used to say you can learn, you can learn from anybody, even a, a bum down on Skid Row if you learn to ask the right questions. You know, and uh, and it's just so true. You know, you, you just never know. That is very true. I, I have I have a question kind of thinking about, you know, being as patient as you were driving buses kind of you, you haven't found that purpose of helping other people. So you didn't make a decision, I guess. Maybe was that the case? Like, how did you how were you able to stay so focused on, you know, 
I'm, I want to do something that's going to help other people and then not get impatient. Cause there's times in my life where I'm just like, my gosh, you know, I, I, I want to make more money or I want to be, I want to be, I want to buy a house, you know, for example. And unfortunately that does take a certain level of, of financial income. And so I'm trying to find and search and where I can go. And I think a lot of people are, are in that same position in their twenties, uh, and then they finally, you know, they, everybody says in your 30s, you finally kind of figure it out. Uh, don't really know what you're doing when you're 20s. How were you able to stay so disciplined or so, so focused or patient on, on that goal? Well, um, you know, my faith probably has a huge part in that. And, um, you know, when I, when I look at, uh, well, when I look at the, you know, like the, the, the Christian faith and I look at the Jesus, here's a guy who had a worldwide, you know, launch to do. And he had three years with a motley group of guys. <laughs> and he was, he was going to transform the world. He had three years to get it done. Yet he, he was never in a hurry. You know, and, and I learned so you can make reversible decisions quickly, but make irreversible decisions slowly. And, uh, and so I, I learned, and I, I think I'm basically a patient person. I've been fortunate that way. And, um, you know, so, okay, I'm, I'm, I'll be as patient as necessary. You know, I'm, I'm not, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. It's a lifelong journey. You know, now if I'm only going to live, you know, 10 years, okay, maybe I need to run a little faster, but you know, I mean, at this point in time, you just, you figure I've got a life, you know, uh, to carry this out. So I'm just going to move along. The only thing I want to do is make progress. You know, our, the founder of our company, he used to say, he says, all you got to do is get a little bit better today than you were yesterday. That's all. You know, but if you just had 1%, 1% a day by the end of the year, I mean, look at, look at what you've accomplished, you know? And so, um, so and, and that's been the thing. I, and I latched on to some mentors and, um, and that's been very valuable. And they taught me to live a purpose-driven. I got that from my faith. But then I learned to live a principle-driven, a purpose-driven life with principles of success. And, um, and the beauty about that, when you have a purpose, see, the purpose doesn't change. Now, the strategy might change. The method may change, you know, but the purpose doesn't change. And then and principles don't change. Principles are principles, and they're good in every country, every culture, every race, every religion, every every, <laughs> you know. And so, and, and the thing is, is principles, they don't care if you're dumb, if you're smart, if, you know, if you're rich or you're poor. Principles, they don't care. You know, they just exist. And if you follow the principles, then you get the results, the consequences of having made those decisions. I say, I say, you know, choices are free. Consequences are not. And so if I'm going to make some choices, I want to follow principles that have preceded me in their success. And then all, listen, I don't have to be that smart. I just have to be smart enough to follow what the principle is. And if I do it, I let the principle take care of itself. <laughs> you know, and that's what I discovered. And, and I had five major men that uh, really invested in me. Uh, and it's because I had the desire and I had the work habits. Those are really the two key ingredients you need for anything, whatever line of business you get in, right? That's right. You know? and, and so 
and so they saw that. And so they would teach me principles. I learned uh, principles of health. I learned principles of finance. I learned principles of personal development. I learned, you know, so these different principles. And, uh, and as I followed them and I was able to see them model those principles for me, you know, uh, all of a sudden things just started happening. I mean, you know, I mean, listen, I wasn't that bright. I graduated from high school with a 1.78 grade point average, right? Uh, went to college, passed on probation, uh, got out of college with a 1.98, you know, grade point average. So I improved, but not much. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but what I, you know, I was more of a student of people than classes. And, uh, and so, you know, I, I learned that. And, um, and I think that's why people skills are probably one of the most valuable assets that we can acquire. You know, it goes beyond talent, skills, you know, so many things. And uh, because it can help you. And, and that's one of the things that I learned. You know, there's not that many things I can do, but there's, you know, but because I know so many people, I'm bound to encounter somebody who knows what I don't know. See, and that's what makes everybody valuable. Everybody is valuable because they know certain things, experience different things, have seen and read different things. I haven't read. Who knows what they know that might help me? It could be just that one thing. And it could have nothing to do, you know, uh, with their business or my business. But it could be that one point that just... You know, is, is you know, it's like the combination. You know, you go this way, and you go this way, and we go this way, and you know, we think we're going like this. Well, no, we're just carving through the thing, and then finally you go click. There it is. And who knows the person that's going to bring that to us? We don't know. What an amazing analogy! I think something that we can all relate to very much so i mean there's i think there's times in all of our lives especially if you're running a business that you're just like why is this not just going the way that i expected it to you know and and you have to go through those things in order to finally become the person who can run that multi-million billion dollar company it, it takes a lot of trials and tribulations it takes those interactions with other individuals it takes a lot of failed uh, sales if you will and then a lot of accomplished sales i mean it you need all of it and then if you have somebody else who's also has that same kind of desire and work ethic that's also yeah. whether it be in the same industry or different industry you get to learn so much from what they're going through and how they're perceiving their their because the order it could it could play out in in your life could could be very different from how theirs is and so your perception is just a little different than theirs but if you put them together it makes this beautiful realization you're like how did we not like how did i get there it's like you would you wouldn't have gotten there if you didn't have the time or if you didn't take the time to just you know communicate with another individual or to, to ask the right questions you know, it, it's it's just really, really true, you know, and that's the old deal. You know, each of us need all of us and all of us need each of us for something. And, and the thing is, how do you know who they are? Well, who do you run into every day? You know, hey, listen, I, I, I'm just convinced there are no accidental acquaintances. You know, I think it's all by design, you know, and, and that's why, you know, I, one of these principles that I learned was the idea is everything happens for me. Nothing happens to me. Now, uh, you know, and that just says that, 
that uh, I can learn from things, you know. And, and the problem with that is, is we don't learn the lesson sometimes until weeks, months, maybe even years later. But when we learn it, we go, oh, what we thought was a tragedy, what we thought was a disaster, you know, is we turn around and we say, oh, my gosh, that was the best thing that ever happened to me. I, a buddy of mine, good friend of mine, actually, from many years ago, uh, he was he was in the real estate business up in Canada. And uh, he was a minor shareholder in a, in a real estate firm. And they ended up going broke. And they hard times. Well, it was back in the early 80s. So <laughs> 17 and a quarter percent interest. So you kind of know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know? But, but um, anyway, so uh, he was a minor shareholder. He sold off his home in order to pay his portion of the debt. And when he sold his home, he sold his home before the major shareholders sold theirs. The bank guaranteed the entire proceeds of his house to pay off their debt. Wow. And then they, they split town and left him holding the bag. So they took all of his money. He had to move in with his relatives. His wife had to go to work at McDonald's just to put food on the table. Uh, he was out of work for seven months. He was depressed, wiped out. You know, just felt like it was on this downward spiral. He walked into one of the first meetings we did up in Canada, saw the opportunity. It was the worst presentation you ever would have seen. Uh, the light, because they had slides back then. I know that, you know, your guests may be too young to know what those are. But anyway. <laughs> oh, I know what slides are. We definitely, I, think, I think some of us definitely still know. So they had these old slide projectors, right? I mean, the bull burned out three times. Then they finally got it to work, right? They got the slides in there. They were upside down and backwards. <laughs> I mean, it was terrible, right? But at the end, the gal just says, listen, guys, you know, I know it's been kind of crazy. All I can tell you is last month I made $2,300. And this guy, he said, whoa, whoa, whoa. That, that lady, that ex-dental hygienist made $2,300. And he starts figuring out in his head, he's a numbers guy, right? He said, man, he said, if I can make that kind of money, he said, I could be out of debt in seven years. Right. And he said, hey, he says, I'm in. Right. Well, he wasn't just out of debt in seven years. He was out of debt in three months. His third month, he wow. made seventy five thousand dollars profit. Wow. And uh, and years later, you know, because we had become friends, he said, you know, you said for those, you know, eight, nine months, I thought it was the worst thing that ever happened to me in my life. He said, now I look back. And that was the absolute best thing. That happened for me, not to me. Because had that not happened, I never would have been in that meeting. I never would have had what I have now. The experience that I have, the opportunity to help people that I have, to travel like I have, to have the lifestyle that I have. So, and listen, we all know stories like that, don't we? When people look back, they say, oh, you know, boy, I thought she was the most beautiful woman that ever could have been. But at our 15-year, uh, you know, uh, anniversary, I saw that girl. I was like, ooh, what was I glad? <laughs> I mean, you know, so, you know right. we all have those stories, don't we? Yeah, I think we all definitely do have those stories. <laughs> I mean, you just never know what, what's going to come out of the situations around you. You really, you really don't. And so, so what are you, what are you doing now in with, um, 
you said you're you're kind of out of the you're, you're teaching and educating and what do you what exactly are is that teaching and educating doing or what are you doing well, I'm, I'm, I'm just actually getting it off the ground. So, I mean, I was, I'm, I'm back in a startup company, except now I'm, you know, my 74th year instead of my 30th year. <laughs> there you go. But, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's, you know, and people need to understand that, uh, you know, age doesn't make any difference at all. You know, it, it comes back again to purpose and vision and, and drive and desire, you know, the things you want to accomplish. And, and so really, I'm just looking to accomplish the same thing just in a different uh, place, you know, to expand that. And, um, you know, and so, um, you know, one of my, uh, one of my mentors, brilliant, great man, he's been a mentor of mine, he's an executive mentor, uh, has been a mentor of mine for over 32, 33 years now. And uh, he, uh, a couple of years ago, he said, Danny, he said, you know, he says, you've amassed this huge organization around the world, you got a quarter of a million people in, in all these countries around the world. He said, he said, how did you do it? What are the principles that you followed that that made that happen? How did you make that happen? And uh, and I said, well, I'll, I said, I'll make a list. And he said, okay, good. So, you know, I'm writing all these things down, and I come up with fifty some odd uh, different principles. I reduced it down to about forty five. Anyway, so I I sent him my list, you know, and uh, and he said, wow. I said, Denny. He says, I think you got a book there. And I thought, son of a gun, you know, that was on my bucket list twenty years ago. And I thought, wow, here it is. And so what I did is I just took, you know, this is this is my book. You know, I, I just became international bestseller a couple of months ago. Congratulations. Um, thank you. And uh, but, you know, I, I just what I did is I just took each of those principles and then just wrote down, you know, what the experience was and how those things applied and how those things, you know, made a difference for me and how they'll make a difference for anyone who applies to them. And, uh, you know, all they have to do is have the desire and the work habits, you know, and that's it, you know, because they work for everybody and uh, everybody who works from that is, you know. And so uh, so I just started going through and, and that's how the book came together. And and then I just thought, you know, as I've taught this over the years, I've had many people whose spouses, um, you know, wife or husband outside of, you know, our business. When they saw th- these lessons, he says, gosh, you know, I mean, I can use that stuff in my work. And so I just thought, you know, maybe now's the time to expand the, my horizons and, um, and develop another stream of income, you know. And, uh, and I figure there's never anything wrong with another stream of income and gives me a little bit more independence. And, and um, you know, and because what I've developed pretty well runs itself, you know, I just live on residuals. and. Um, and so, you know, I mean, you know, it, when you retire, I tell people all the time and it says, don't ever retire from retire to, <laughs> you know, it, people, people who retire from their business, the average is, is seven years and they're dead. Wow. And so I figured, man, don't, I'm, I'm never going to retire from I'm always to something, always got to have a purpose, you know, continue fulfilling the purpose. It's just how am I going to fulfill that? And so now I'm just reaching into another branch, another little division. You know, and I've just, you know, created a, you know, a sub company out of it in a sense, you know, and so that's what I'm doing. And so I, I put together Maximize, uh, Maximize You. And um, so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm starting all over again, you know, just, you know, the groundwork and get getting it all figured. I never realized there was so much to figure out again, you know, uh, but but there is. But at least now I have the principles to make it work. 
you you have the the formula now it's just navigating the new environment that you may be in uh industry and with all the all the technology kind of around and the ability you know podcasting is a whole thing and uh you know you but you have if you maintain those same principles i I gotta get me one of those books um then you know you you get to i think you have skills that are transferable and i think that we i think sometimes we don't realize that the things that we're doing in that moment are creating ourselves to be better for the next project and then you finally realize oh man I've, i've gotten really good at organizing because i because i had to or making schedules or sales right and then you're like Oh wow! I'm just I did sales, but really I just got good at communicating with people, and like you, you know, you, and then that's a, something that will benefit you in your in your personal relationships, uh, yeah. every, in every aspect of your life for the rest of your life. Yeah, oh, there's no question, and and you just got to figure out, you know, what that is, and once you got it, once you got it wired, uh, man, it, it it then it's just a matter of process. You know, I look at it this: way. we begin with a purpose. Okay, what do I want? You know, uh, and it starts with really, what do I want to be? Okay, because who I am determines what I do. Does that make sense? And what I do determines what I have. And what I have determines who I help. So I figured that's where it starts. That's kind of the process that we go through, you know, to carry on with life, to be able to make a difference, because it ultimately comes down to making a difference for other people. And so it begins with a purpose. But every purpose, when you know what you want, when you know where you want to go, when you know what you want to accomplish, you still have to go through the process. Just because you have the dream doesn't mean that you have, have it in reality, in real time. You still have to go through the process in order to get that, in order to make it happen. So you just got to figure, okay, what is the process? What are the systems uh, that I need? What are the tools that I need to carry out the process? Now. Every process involves problems, you know, and that's just, that's a part of the process, you know, and, and so we encounter problems. Problems are essential. Problems is where we make progress. I mean, think of what have you ever made progress in, whether it's business, whether it's sports, whether it's a relationship, what any, any process, any place where you've made progress where you didn't have to overcome a problem. Every pro- every aspect of progress is simply overcoming some problem, okay? and so so that's just how it is. So you've got to deal with the problem, right? Now, most problems, okay. See if you see if this makes sense. Most problems that we encounter are not things; they're people, <laughs> personalities, right? That's right. How can they think that way? What are they doing that for? What's the matter with those people? <laughs> that's right. So, so those are the biggest problems that we need to deal with. And that's why we need to understand people. That's why we need to understand personalities. But now, here's the irony of it. Okay. People are generally the biggest problem, but people are also the biggest part of the solution. Because if I'm having trouble dealing with this person, Guess what? It's another person over here who's going to be able to equip me and teach me how to deal with that person. So people are the biggest problem, but they're also the biggest part of the solution. 
And so when I have the people help me to solve that problem, it takes me through the process and gets me closer to my purpose. See, and so, you know, I always have a path. <laughs> See, I just figure it's easier to follow a path uh, than it is anything. And so uh, I've learned to do that. I've learned to simplify things uh, down to the, you know, the common denominator so that we can, um, uh, you know, make it duplicatable. You know, um, you know, I, I, I'm just a little off target here, but, um, but, but you, you mentioned a very interesting thing, you know, you're, you know, in your twenties and you're, you're, you're trying to figure it out and trying to get things together and, you know, okay, I want to get this and I want to, I want to be able to get a home, but you got to have the finance and you got to have all that stuff. Right. Um, Bob, uh, one, he, in fact, he wrote a book, it's called decade by decade. It's a brilliant book, but, um, and this was so encouraging to me because when he introduced this concept, he wrote a book about it later. But when he introduced the concept, uh, I was in my 60s and he said, you know, he said each decade has a specific uh, purpose to it, you know, a, a specific uh, process or property to it. You know, the first decade from zero to 10, you know, that's security. You know, the kids need security. They need to know, you know, that they're loved and that, you know, they're cared for and that they're taking care of them. So that that first decade, you know, is just, you know, security. The second decade in our teens, 10 to 20, you know, uh, that's that's the decade of self-awareness. Okay. Uh, who am I? You know, we're always out here trying to impress people or trying to do the right thing. And I want to fit in and I want to be cool. And yet I want to, I want to be a part, but I want to be, you know, I want to be unique, but I want to be a part. And, you know, so who am I really? And what am I like? And what am I good at? And so we're all in that self-aware process of trying to figure out, you know, who am I and what am I good at and what do I do? Right. The twenties, you know, you graduate from, uh, college, you know, you get start moving into the twenties, and all of a sudden you say, "Okay, I, I think I got it figured out. This is this is what I like. This is what I the direction I want to go." And now the twenties is is okay. I'm I'm generally for the most part I'm I'm out on my own now. Wait a second. Okay, now I gotta I gotta survive. How am I gonna survive in this big world? Mom and dad aren't there anymore. You know, I'm I've moved out, or they're you know split up, or who knows what's going on. And so I got to survive. So the 20s is the decade of survival. I got to figure out how to survive in this world. So you know, but come by the end of the 20s, you know, we've been in a few different jobs, we've picked up a few skills. So okay, hey, no matter what happens, okay, I'll make it. I'm gonna make it. I'll survive. Maybe not good, but I'm gonna survive. <laughs> okay, I got it right. So now we start moving into the 30s. But now that I can survive and I know who I am, I said okay. If this is when I'm going to zero in, I'm going to get good and I'm going to succeed. So the 30s is the decade of success. I'm going to succeed. I'm going to make it happen. I'm, and we get competitive and we drive and we work hard and we pour it on and we work eight, 10 hours a day, whatever it takes. I'm going to make it happen, you know, and we drive, drive, drive and, and we roll through the 30s, you know, and we're saying, OK, yeah, Phew. Good, I made it happen. And then we start thinking in our 40s is okay. So I've I've got all this success, but then we turn around and we think, so what? <laughs> what 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 difference does it make? Who cares? The only one who cares is me. What wait a minute, you know? And so the 40s is the decade of significance. That's to say, okay, so so what's the value? What's the purpose of all this? What am I gonna do with this success? You know, and so we have that decade of significance, getting meaning from it. And then once we get the significance of it, then we say, okay, 
You know, that's why I think they call it the hump. You know, that, you know, you, you, the 40 is, you know, it's hump, hump, hump day, hump year, you know, yeah. and now, uh, you know, you're over the hump. And it's because now, once you've been through the 40s, you say, okay, I got it now. Okay. Now I, I'm secure. I can survive. I know how to succeed. I understand why. Okay. Now I need to really just put it into action. And so now we get our stride. I've got it all together. I work through it. And then I roll through the 50s and I get my stride and we're really making progress. And then come the 60s. And, and this was really valuable for me at the time because I was in my early 60s. And uh, in my early 60s, it, that's, the, that's the decade of strategy. Okay, I've got all this understanding. I've got my rhythm. I've got it all together. Okay, now what I need to do, how do I capitalize on this? And so now we begin to strategize how we can really make the most of all that I am and all that I have, right? And so we, we do that. And here's what's interesting. Statistically, okay, not for everybody, but, I mean, but statistically speaking, the 60s is the most profitable, progressive decade in a person's life. They, they end up gaining more money, more security, all of that. It all it happens in the 60s. I was so glad to hear that. <laughs> I said, oh man, I, I thought I lost it. I thought it was too late, you know? But here I say, okay, I'm, I'm in prime time. <laughs> you know? and, and, and then the 70s is succession. You know, once you've got that, the succession, that's why. See, and I didn't know this at the time, Ben. But Bob told me, he said, you know, that 70s is the decade of succession. So a couple of years ago, when I was just turning 70, he's saying, that's when he asked me, you notice this timing on this, right? He said, Denny, how'd you get here? You know, what do you, you know? And he says, hey, that's what he says. I think he got a book there. Because guess what this is? This, this is my succession. You see, you know, you know what's interesting, Ben? I don't know about what it's like in your family. I don't, you, have, you have family, but siblings? I do. I have one older brother and two younger sisters. Well, so okay, so, so I, I have an older sister, a younger sister, and I had an older brother. So that we had there were six in the family, right? But here's what's interesting: they have watched me go from school bus driver, bed busted broke, right, to traveling the world, million dollar homes in the whole nine yards, right? They've watched me do it. They ain't got a clue how I did it. They wow. know what I did. They don't know who I really am. They don't know how I really did it. All they saw was the results. And I thought, wow, now I can give them the results. This is what I did. This is how I did it. And you know what I mean? It's just, wow, I never knew that. And then into 70 years, they never knew that, some of the stuff. That's wild. Yeah. You know, and so, so see, that, that, that by itself, you know, it, it, that's 100% success right there. Because now I've got, and guess what? They can pass it on from generation to generation to generation. Hey, did you know that, you know, your, your great, great uncle, you know, uh, went from a school bus driver to create a multi-million dollar business around the world? You know, you know how he did it? Here. <laughs> they got the story. You know, they got the history. They know the what, they know the how, they know the why. You know? And so anyway, it, it, it's just uh, amazing. So each decade has its its value and its purposes. And when we realize that, we can say, okay, I'm on track. I'm okay. I'm not far off. A few years ahead, a few years behind. Okay, I'm all right. You know? That, so anyway, it's, it, it, it just, it, it's just fun. I, 
for me, one of the things I love and the reason I love sharing these principles and, and, and by the way, Ben, thanks so much for having me on your show. I mean, seriously, because it, you know, it's just a joy again, just to, to meet someone else. And, and, you know, I watched a couple of your shows and some of the guys have interviewed and how you do it. And you, you just do a great job, just so casual. And you know what you, one of the great qualities that you have is that you, you really show a genuine interest uh, in your guests. And, uh, you know, and I watched a couple of them and I said, you know, I said, is that just this time? And then I looked at, nope, seems to be what he does, you know, <laughs> but it's, it's just, the, it, it's a great quality. And um, so I, I really appreciate you just uh, giving me opportunity just to, to share with your audience and, and uh, you know, uh, maybe they learn something, you know, from it. But um, anyway, so that's, it, it, it's just been real valuable that way. I, I very much so appreciate all the all the kind words, and I appreciate you coming on and just share, sharing some time and getting to meet each other. I think that there's been a lot of really there's a that just for me personally as well, but I think that for for a large population of individuals, that the wisdom that you come into this 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 conversation with is just it's vast and it's for me at this moment in my life, it, it's helpful to, to hear what those, those decades look like. Right. And to know that my twenties is really about surviving. And, and part of it, like part of my experience in my twenties so far has been the opportunity to, you know, close millions of dollars in, in real estate deals per month. And it was a very formidable time to understand, okay, like we have the skills, we can do this thing. And then having it kind of change once I moved to Las Vegas and then not feeling like I'm starting all over again, because now I have a, a set of skills that I can continue to grow in, in a new city that it's a, ultimately a bigger city. And so it's just a matter of time. And, and it, it feels nice to know that, you know, the next part of my life will be an even more successful piece. And so there's times where it's definitely, man, I'm not doing enough. I'm not successful enough. Uh, I'm not making enough money, but it's going to be okay. It's, it's, the time will come when the time will come. And so long as I continue to, to, to move forward, it's not like we're, we're, if, if we stop the, the journey of, of curiosity and, and continuously learning, then yeah, maybe, you know, I, I won't see that success. And, but if I continue down this road that I have, that I've gone, then it's going to happen. You know, it, it gives me, it does give me some sort of, um, calmness, some steadiness to, uh, to being in this moment right now in, in the, Today's day four of a seven day fast, and it. Thank you. It's it's part part of it was just the challenge uh, of one of its curiosity. I've never done a, a, a fast this long, uh, but also part of it was training that willpower and reminding myself: no, we it, we can do anything we want to in our lives, and and it, I think we all have that ability to. And I also did not have the best college career, where my first semester actually I ended off with a point six GPA, and and I just it was record low, right, um, and. And I to get back into to the university and I worked for one of the, the head exercise physiologists uh, that worked with NASA, John Hopkins, uh, NASCAR, and did a lot of really, really, really cool things. And then I worked in another lab where I ended up getting published in my first research journal. I think a total of two research journals we got published in and then several abstracts I got to present on in the number one creatine research lab in the world. And 
I'm, I'm this guy from a very small town where most most people don't ever make it out. They don't they don't ever go to college and then graduate. I think part of it is just the unfortunate circumstance of a low socioeconomic area. And I had the, the opportunity to get out and do not just that, but then also compete for Team USA. And and then I got a master's degree. And it was par- part of that that drive for success was I truly believe that anybody can do it if they just set their mind towards it like it, it the i'm not the smartest i mean I, I think we can see that from from my high school career where i had i did fail classes and and part of it was just a lack of effort and then we saw that again in, in my in my college career but there was I, I wasn't there was never an option to stop there it was always going to be i'm going to get up every single day i'm going to figure this out if i i was kicked out my first semester I got up as soon as I found out and I figured out how am I going to get back in next semester and who can I talk to? And so we start sending emails. We start asking people questions, go, go show up to the offices. And the worst that they say is that I don't know, or you know what, this person over here knows more than I do. And sure enough, they, they guided me towards the right people in my life that allowed me to see the success that I've had. And I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for everybody that I had the opportunity to meet. And that's from clients that, that didn't know that they were teaching me things from people just on, like I used to really enjoy going to sit down at a, at a bar and kind of sit alone and see who was next to me. And like, Oh, this gentleman's alone. Hey, how are you doing? And just have a conversation. And then you never know that person's story. We may never meet again, but it was a very enjoyable conversation. It got, it, it gave me something to go home with. Like, it's okay to not be perfect. You'll, you'll, it, that, that's normal. It's okay. And I was like, okay, that's good. You know, like these little tidbits that just ultimately taught me a lot. And mm. you saying all these things really does give me a lot of, um, solace and in, in the fact that, you know, things, things are going to work out, Ben. It, it's just, just don't stop. The key is just, we, we just don't give up. You know, and, and what's really, and I love what you were talking about there. And, and you're, it's the classic illustration of the have to versus the want to. And, and when the want to's there, I mean, that's when things really happen. You know, and that's why I always talk about desire and work habits. <laughs> Same old thing, right? But, but, but you had the desire. And because you had the desire, you said it twice. You know what you said? You said, I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. See, that's the sign of the leader. That's the sign of the guy with desire and drive. I'll figure it out. You know, there, there's going to be there's there's going to be a way. I, I don't know what it is, but I'll find out who does. <laughs> exactly. You know? So, so th- there we go. And you know, as long as we, we just don't quit. You know, I always say that there's you know uh, we just keep going. Uh, failures, failures aren't failures. You know, unless you stop and quit. You know, they're 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 just lessons. You know, they're all lessons. You win or you learn one or the other. I truly believe that we don't, you don't, you don't have to do anything. You, you know, you didn't, you didn't have to put out a book. You, you could, you could say you already did it. You didn't have to do that. You don't have to be on this podcast today, right? We, we could have showed up late. You know, you don't have to be on time or early, but you, you chose because that is who you are. And those, what are your principles are? And because you, that's the person that you want to present yourself as that is who you want to be. And that is the most beautiful, like you get to decide every single individual gets to decide, I want to be the person that's going to have a good attitude. I want to be the person that shows up on time. I want to be the person that does X, Y, Z in my field, right? Like, and they're all transferable and they're all relatable. It's just make the decision to get up and be a better person. 
Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all there. And I mean, especially in today's world, I mean, it's not for a lack of information. In fact, in today's world, there's too much information. That's right. <laughs> you know, we, we have to filter through what, what, okay, what's <laughs> all the stuff I want. I got to filter through that. But yeah, I mean, so, you know, if we'll just uh, get out there and, and get up and go, you know, then uh, it's out there if we'll just uh, put our heads to it. I mean, it takes a lot of trust as well from the people around you. And and I think that we have the ability to either, you know, come into a relationship with distrust or trust, right? And yeah. I think so far in my life, it's it's been more fruitful to just come in trusting somebody. And then, you know, if, if they're going to, you know, do their thing, then you can kind of see them where they're at and then let them go, right? They, they weren't meant to be part of your journey. But okay. it, I think it really, it it's very... You, you have to trust those around you. I mean, I think from with the amount of, the amount of experience and the amount of people that you work with, I think that's uh, something that you've definitely learned. Sure. I mean, you know, you learn to discern, you know, the, the way people are, you know, and you ask a few questions. I mean, listen, it took a while sometimes to learn to ask the right questions. <laughs> but then, you know, you ask a few questions and then you begin to say, okay, you know, I mean, and sometimes it's just little things, you know, that can make a difference. But you know, when you, when you, uh, one of the great things in, and I've learned this from several people, but, um, you know, if you, if you go, uh, go out to lunch with somebody, or even if it's just a cup of coffee, or whatever, and, and look and see how they treat, you know, the waiter or the busboy or the servants or, you know, that kind of thing, see how they treat them. Cause how they treat them is a very, uh, indicative <laughs> of how they treat people. You know, and so, you know, I mean, there's there's the little things that you've learned over the years that will give you an insight as to, you know, what they're really like, you know. So uh, here, let me give you let me give you two things. And I always like to leave something that somebody can always go with. This is something that that will allow people to empower others. Okay, And and it falls in line with what we're talking about here, making things happen. Right. A lot of people say you know, you've got this talent and this thing and these abilities and you're real good here. So you should do this or you should go there or you should, you know, buy this thing or you should get this thing over here. Here's what I, and this is so cool, right? Uh, Never say should. Replace all shoulds with coulds. See, instead of say you should do this, you say, you know, you could do that. See, Bob didn't tell me I should write a book. He said, you know, you could have a book there, right? See, when you say you should, guess what somebody says? Who are you to tell me? Right? Yeah. The, the defenses go up. See, because when, 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 when you tell somebody they should, you're saying, I'm the authority. I know better than you. This is what you should do. And, and the other guy saying, nobody's going to tell me what to do, right? But when you, uh, when you say you could, you know, you could make that happen. You know, you could start that business. You know, you could you could take that class. You, you could you could really make that happen. You could develop this thing. And then they say, really, I could. See, when you say you should, it evokes. Yeah. Why should I? But if you say, hey, you know, you could. That evokes. I could. How could I? Yeah. See, totally different. One defense puts them down. The other possibilities lifts them up says you see something in them that they may not see in themselves you know and and so it's just a, it's very very uh 
valuable that I've learned to use over the years. You know, so <laughs> one of those things that's just fun to share. <laughs> I like it. I like it. No, I think that's very valuable. It's the the understanding that why usually promotes a a more defensive reaction versus the how question allows a very open floor. I've got. Yeah into a little bit more reading about negotiation books and things. And so I think I just recently read, um, oh gosh, I'm not going to be able to think of the the name of the book off the top of my head right now, but um, it was some negotiation book from an FBI, a former FBI hostage investigator or um, negotiator. And it was one of the, one of the last chapters was talking about how to ask the right question. And it was like, how is, you don't ask somebody, why did you do that? They're like, it's become almost, why are you only paying me this much? It promotes like, whoa, like, I don't know. I, I need to, you know, it becomes very defensive versus right. how do you expect me to do the job given the salary you've offered? Right. And it's okay. Well, it makes me think how, right? Like how, how can I do this? Does this make sense? And if it makes sense, then it makes sense. Right. And you're honest and forward, but if not, then, you know, it kind of allows a room for a little bit of, of more discussion. Sure. I mean, it, it is. It's just, you know, asking those open-ended questions, uh, you know, that cause them to, you know, uh, think, you know, because when we see different things that people do, um, what we really need to know is not necessarily all what they do, but why they do it. Because, you know, that's what that's where the real revelation comes. You know, guy robs a bank, you, you know, gets, you know, you rob the bank. That's bad. Until you understand, well, if I didn't get that money and get that $50,000 to my doctor today, uh, then my daughter doesn't get surgery and she's dead at five o'clock this afternoon. If I don't have the money there by 10 in the morning. So then I think, oh, well, that why just kind of gives a different perspective. You know, yeah. so, I mean, you know, I mean, it's it's always that type of a thing, I think. And it helps helps with communication because, hey, listen, there's a lot of things we don't understand about people. You know, and sometimes, I mean, some people, I mean, I understand that I don't understand and I mean, never. <laughs> That's okay. It's who yeah. they are. <laughs> make, right. make, make sense to them, right? That's right. And I guess that's what matters to some degree. <laughs> Dennis, I don't want to keep you for too much longer. I want to end the recording here shortly. Um, I just want to give you the opportunity to do, hey, where can people find you? Is it going to be the, where can they find the book? Um, any plug and promote any things that, you know, you have. You know? Yeah. You know, I mean, um, maximize you. Uh, that's what I want to do. And you can find me at maximize you.com. And, uh, you know, the book, you, you can find, uh, find the book on Amazon or Barnes and Noble and, um, you know, just under my name, Dennis Dowdell and, or just, or maximize you and English and Spanish. We're working on the audio now. We're just getting that off the ground. So, um, uh, yeah, so that's it, you know, and, Seriously, I'm I'm just excited to be able to out, and that's why I'm so grateful for the opportunity to be on your show. Just to, because you know, in, a, in the world of insanity that we're living in today, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty crazy out there. Yes. You know, um, one of my the things I really want to be able to help people to just to help make sense out of life and realize that regardless of where they are, regardless of their age, regardless of their experience, you know, that 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 they can they can move ahead. They can succeed in, in the things that they want to succeed in. And, uh, and it's not as hard as they think. It really isn't. And you know that, but if you have somebody to help guide them along, you know, it makes a big difference. Listen, even, even the, the superstar athletes, you know, uh, have coaches. Yep. 
right? And there's a reason. <laughs> that's and that's right. why I've learned to get mentors and coaches, you know, uh, over the years. And it's been invaluable to me. So, uh, yeah, so that's it, you know, and I'm, uh, I'm ready to go. I'll, you know, I've traveled the world. I'm ready to continue. There you go. Well, Thanks. thank you all for tuning in. Thank you, Dennis, again. And I hope to see you all again soon. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you for listening to the Ben Navarro's podcast. Check us out on iTunes, Spotify, and all other major podcast hosting platforms. Be sure to leave us a five-star review on iTunes.